Hey guys, how's it going? It's going good. Hey, how are you? Um, doing pretty good. Had a good yeah. week. Yeah, me too. And uh, welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott. We're here with Aaron and Aiden Elliott. Yeah. You looked at me when you said Aaron, and you looked at Aaron when you said Aiden. <laughs> but I'm allowed to do it. It's, it's, it's just, it's audio. You Father know? genetics. <laughs> it's down to your DNA. Well, today we're going to talk about three museums that we've been to in London, and I'm not going to bury the lead. The museums in London are free, if you can believe that. Yep. Yeah. I, Public we, service. We were, okay, in Washington, D.C., some of the museums are free, but here they're almost all free. All the big ones are. All the big ones. Well, it's like the Smithsonian. You can get into basically any Smithsonian free. So that's kind of how it is here in London. Is if uh, the government is funding it, then it's probably free. It's a beautiful thing. So we've got that, but we also have uh, your comments that we're going to read later on in the podcast. And we also have this week's question. Well, don't let me forget that, which is... I want you to tell me about the most fascinating museum that you've ever been to when you've traveled. Okay, let's get into the questions then. Okay, so we'll get. I'm going to repeat that later on. Just so if you if you are listening to this, stop the podcast and answer the question, please, because we love your comments and we will read them um, like we do every week. Yep. Yes, but now we're going to have to get into the museums. Okay, let's go to the British Museum. Yes. And the British Museum is about a 45-minute walk from where we live, right well, like by an London hour. Bridge Station, mm-hmm. if you walk fast. An hour if you're walking slow. And it is, Aaron, it's pretty amazing. You walk in there, and I remember the first thing that we saw was the Rosetta Stone, which for someone who studies linguistics like you, is like, that was a real treat. Yeah, the Rosetta Stone is a fantastic piece of history because it's basically a tablet that translates the same text into three languages. In ancient times, it was ancient Egyptian, ancient Greek, and Coptic, which is fascinating. And that's how that's how people were able to decipher Egyptian for the mm-hmm. first time yeah. in like the seven, late 1700s. Speaking of Egypt, it's a vast museum. There's no way you can see it all in the same day. And they have, you know, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. They have it's all there. They've been taken over many times. <laughs> it's the British. They get around, right? Yeah. But what this museum really represents is all of the amazing antiquities that the British Empire was able to collect during its peak and during all phases of its history. Lots of booty. Yes. Yeah. And the reason Aiden is being so silent is that he didn't go. You, were, you slept in when we went to the British Museum. The British Museum, yes, I did. I did sleep in. When but you didn't sleep in when we went to the Museum of London. Yes, that's where they talk about instead of Britain getting taken over, Britain taking over other places. And also all of the fire, plague, and death, and the disparity, and uh, all the terrible things. There's that a happened. lot of bad things that happened that, in London. That's actually my fi- favorite section. It, it was called Fire, Plague, and Death. Yes. It was literally, there was literally, I can send you the picture. There's literally a sign over a section of the museum called Fire, Plague, and Death. So yeah. the museum takes you from the beginnings of London about 2,000 years ago to present day. And in, it goes through all the, the phases that are that you know we probably learned about in our history classes, the the plague, the Roman invasion, the plague. Then you have uh, World War Two is a big exhibit there. Mm, yes, because they got bombed, and then you know you have a lot of 
Uh, the Great Fire of London is another one. That was in the Fire, Death, and Plague. Yeah, section. they kind of merged those all together. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Fire, Death, and London is they actually have a little mini theater where they will simulate the burning of London several times an hour. If, if that's what you're Beautiful. into. Exciting. Yeah. If you're like into, if you're a pyromaniac. Um, I love this, this museum because, you know, you'd, people don't know a lot about London. They just look at it and say, oh, it's a good tourist attraction, you know, go, to, go shopping. But there's so much to it and there's a lot of history. And so, and it's a free museum, so why not, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the London Transport Museum, which is all about mass transit mm -hmm. in London. Legendary mass transit because they have the tube and they have the double-decker buses yep. and you really only find those here. Yeah, and yeah. they're iconic to, to London and the greater uh, England area. Wait, is that, is that what you call London. it? No, just, just London. Just London. Just London. Yeah. And they have, and they're bringing back the trams as well, which is yeah, really, that one I, I love those. What did you like about the Transport Museum, Aaron? Well, I think the Transport Museum, it just had so much memorabilia from the old buses to the new buses to their plans the history they have a map that shows you how the rails uh, how the tube has expanded since its founding in the uh, late to mid 1800s which i thought was fascinating and they also have a demonstration of that new elizabeth station which looks really cool reminded me a lot of doha oh yeah uh-huh yeah. what was amazing to me was how the techniques have changed they, when they started doing the tube they they would dig a trench and they just demolish the buildings, dig a trench, and then cover it. And that's how they did it. Now they have these very modern, uh, this modern equipment that just digs through, and you don't have to demolish the buildings above it, obviously. Yes. Yeah, you can use like a, a borehole. They used to really have to dig. Now they don't. And, and now you can put the subways much deeper. And that's right. You can do so much more, which is great because, you know, here in London, uh, you really don't have a choice. Using a car is really expensive, and so a lot of people, they choose to use the tube. And the tube, you know, it's pretty good. Oh, it's great. For Very a modern efficient. city, oh yeah. A little bit expensive, though. Yeah, for getting the masses of people around, though, it's great. Because you don't see a lot of cars here. It's all mass transit, you know? It's all mass transit. I'm your favorite museum. Ooh, okay. It's going to be the... the, the uh, you only have two to choose yeah, from because well, you missed one. I, yeah, I only have two to choose from. It's either the Transport Museum or the London Museum. And I am so interested in, you know, public transportation. It's such an interesting topic to me. Oh, but so it's for go me. With, I'm going to go with the, the London Museum because I'm actually far more interested right. in the plague, death, death and, and destruction. Fire, yeah. destruction yes. And, and I, I will go with the, the Transport Museum because I love mass transit. I love trains. I grew up in a city with mass transportation, lots of it, Vienna, and so this was like being home for me a little bit, you know, seeing the expansion of the two. How about you, Aaron? I really liked the British Museum because it had so many parts of ancient history that you don't even see in like their, their home countries. Like you could go to Egypt and not get half the experience of history without going first to London. I thought what was really interesting is we were in Turkey and we saw Mausolus tomb, as in mausoleum, and they said, hey, there's not much here because it's all in the British Museum. Exactly. Yeah, the British, they kind of came and just went, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, last week... Before. Oh, sorry, you can do it. 
Last week we asked about your favorite drink. And remind us again, Aiden, about your favorite drink while you're traveling. My favorite drink while Wait, what did I say? Oh yeah, Gazos. Gazos. That's right. The flavor of mineral water. And you've even found Gazos here in London. I have. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you walk far enough, you walk across Tower Bridge, go up, go to one of the, uh, the local uh, gas store. It's like a gas station, but with no gas, uh, like a convenience store. And some of them are very ethnic based. And one of them specifically does a lot of Turkish stuff. You go in there, you find it delicious, amazing. Uh, what is it? It's called uh, Turga or Turusa because the G is silent. Something like that. Okay. Tastes delicious. Well, thanks. We'll have to have some more before we leave. All right, your reader comments. Uh, Tim says, when it comes to tea, because our podcast was about a tea tasting that we did, the best I've ever had was at Bully's on Grafton Street in central Dublin near St. Stephen's Square. I bought a box of their tea and enjoyed it for weeks afterwards. I don't know if we're going to make it to Ireland, but if we do, I think we should check that place out. That mm. sounds good. Barb says, a glass or two of cold rosé wine sitting on the terrace of our rented villa in Villefranche-sur-Mer, I know I mispronounced that, looking across the Mediterranean in the old area of Nice. Nice. Oh my oh. God. We should go back to Nice soon. Uh, nice like is nice. such a nice town. It's a nice town. It is. It is really nice. It's a nice place. It's a nice place to visit. Like, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend anyone to go to Nice. It's just such a beautiful town. Everything is in walking distance. Um, it's such a clean city. Really nice architecture. Um, the people there are so nice. The food is nice. The, the views are nice. It's right next to the beach. Oh, and the weather, too. Nice. It's amazing. That's just somehow... It's that's just probably so nice. why they call it nice. I you get to nice. keep the French food, and the people aren't... They're friendly. You know, they're they're, friend. they're yeah. friendly. Well, the people in Paris were nice to us, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, finally, we had a comment from Mickey who said, my favorite drink is no longer made. For a couple of years, Starbucks tested a drink called the Physio, which is called handcrafted sodas. They were made to order. They came in root beer, lemon, and ginger. You could mix the lemon and ginger and get a very refreshing, minimal sugar drink. I drank dozens of them in Arizona, one of the states where it was offered. However, the Physio machines were very expensive and broke constantly. Starbucks dropped Physio in 2016. I would actually also get those all the time. I would get their, their root beer, their sarsaparilla flavored, and honestly, it was really good, actually. They were, I've had Very them. refreshing. They were good, yeah. They really should bring it back, maybe with a machine that is cheaper and breaks less. Like, if they got, if they brought in, what is it called? Um, uh, the machines that we used to have that would carbonate things at home. What is mm, soda yeah. stream? Soda stream. Yeah. If they've just brought in like soda streams, soda streams are so cheap I, yeah, I and they don't break. I don't know if you can do that. Why, do don't, why don't they just use that? If yeah. they use that, they could bring it back and they were really good. I think it would be like pretty profitable. So Mickey, maybe we could do a, a campaign, you know, like a writing campaign or... Change.org. GoFundMe, change.org. Yeah, that's it. there you go. This week's question again is, tell us about the most fascinating museum you've ever seen in your travels. So that's an open question now. Apart from London, which we just talked about, is there a museum that you would go back to that was really fascinating? Aaron? Ah, that's, that's hard. I think the last museum that I went to that really stood out to me was this, it was a modern art museum in, it was in Minneapolis, right? Oh, they had some really good museums in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. There was this one art museum. It was a free art museum in Minneapolis. I remember driving there 
And yeah, it was, it was, it was a great museum. It was huge. It, it was uh, very extensive. And uh, they had a lot of uh, interesting art there, I remember. For me, it's the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. Oh, I remember that one. That, is... that one was so interesting, and you could play the instruments too. Yeah, that's incredible. You yes. just, and it's one of the most underrated museums. It, it has exhibits from every part of the world, and the musical instruments that they play there, they're interactive, so you can play the instruments sometimes, play the drums. I just, yeah. I could spend the whole day there. You know, if I were more musically inclined, I might, I might go back there, but you know, we're not planning on being in Arizona for a while, so. Well, you never know, you never know. It is what it is. Oh, you know what my favorite museum was? It's the one where you go up to the huge castle on the hill that the guy spent his entire fortune to build. Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle. If you can consider Hearst Castle a museum, that would probably be my favorite one because you can really see the history of it. You can see how it was built, the process of it. Like my favorite part, I remember, was we went to this one area that was just absolutely filled with antiques and they said, guys, we need to realize is that Mr. Hearst didn't realize that what, when he was buying all of these antiques put in his house that he was completely destroying them in the process of keeping them there because he smoked so much. And they all are covered in a layer of nicotine enriched like smoke goop that they had to clean off now. And you can also see other parts of it and uh, he just continuously built it. Uh, and I thought found, found that very uh, interesting. They also had like little areas here and there that told you about Mr. Hearst. So really you could consider it a museum. Another place that I found very interesting, this is another uh, like architectural uh, process um, type museum, is there was this one quote unquote horror building that this lady kept building for years and years. Winchester House. Winchester House. Yeah, that one San was Jose. San Jose. Yeah. She kept building it because she thought if she stopped building it she, that she would forever be haunted and, and died. And you can, you look at it and it, and it looks like a fun house because there are these hallways that jut out to nothing and, and the house looks like it's about to collapse and it's not stable but she had so much money to spend for people to continually build it that I guess they they just used the right materials. It looks like it shouldn't be standing but it is. You know what's so interesting about that place is um, I lived in San Jose one summer and it was that house was right next to a movie theater that's no longer running. It's the, it. it just they closed oh, it you down. You can see it though, it's a huge ball. Yeah, it's like a big ball. And that's where I watched. Uh, I stood in a long line and watched um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. This was in, I want to say, 1984. You told me about them when we were there. Which was, you know, not the best Indiana Jones movie, but. And I remember just standing there and then looking at this house. Anyway, we are uh, going to have another few more weeks in London and then we're off to our next destination. We're not going to tell you where that is. It's going to be a surprise. Thanks for being with us. Have a great week. Bye. Goodbye. See you later. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.